You're now listening to Primetime with Charles Reese, presented by the Bros You Think Network. Enjoy. Another edition of the Primetime Podcast. My name is Charles Reese, your host, and today we've got a lot to talk about as AD is finally traded as he is shipped off to the Lakers for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and a slew of picks, as well as it is draft week. Lots of excitement around the Pelicans. So today we have a special guest as Andrew Lopez of NOLA.com is joining us to talk Pelicans. We'd like to welcome our guest today as Andrew Lopez is joining us. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm, I'm trying to trying to catch up on sleep a little bit after this weekend. It was kind of kind of hectic a little bit. Uh, would you say that you've increased in terms of activity in the past 24 hours? Yeah, I think everything. It's it's been so it's been so wild, dude. It's the whole thing has just been been crazy. It's kind of funny because like a couple of days leading into it is is that sense where every, every time your phone buzzes, you kind of jump a little bit because you think it might be you know, a source, it, it might be a trade, it might be, you know, the woes bomb going off. So it was kind of funny when it, when it finally did go off, I was like, I was just finishing up something. I was like, about, I was about to cook dinner and I was like, Oh, guess I'm not doing that now. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> right for the next eight hours. Well, looking at the initial trade, uh, not only just the players, but the picks, what are your initial takeaways from what the Pelicans were able to get for Anthony Davis? It, it was it, to me. It seems like one of the best possible deals that they could have got, considering the circumstances. When you when you step back and you look at the position that they were in, with Kyrie leaving Boston, zapping Boston uh, out of the deal, uh, with Rich Paul basically telling everybody else under the sun, if you're not the Lakers or the Knicks, he's not going to resign with you. So it's basically a one year rental. You know, you've heard like the Nuggets were, were were thinking about getting in, but didn't want to pay the price for a rental. Uh, I'm sure other teams also considered it. So, to me, it was basically they did the best they could with the circumstances they had. He was able to get three solid players, two with All Star potential in Lonzo and and, and Brandon Ingram. Um, you know, maybe one of those guys more so than the other. You know, a solid, solid rotation guy in Josh Hart, who has already embraced New Orleans. And then the picks. I mean, the picks are interesting. You obviously, you get the number four pick, and what you do with that can change a lot of this. But even if you get that number four pick and you change it to, you know, a young veteran, even if it's like a Miles Turner, you, you're okay. Maybe you send it to Atlanta for eight and ten. So there's some things you can do there. Uh, but it's the later picks that intrigue me the most. It's that 21 pick that's top protected. So if it happens to land in the top seven or eight, you get it. And then the other pick, you know, and then if not, it rolls over to 2022. That 2022 draft is the double draft where high schoolers could be eligible again. So for that deal, you know, you, you're looking pretty good. Uh, the 23 swap is, 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 could be good for you. The 24 pick, if you don't like it, you can just take it to next year. That's, that's almost unheard of. Uh, I think in the NBA circle. So you did the absolute, I think, best you could do, considering the circumstances that Anthony Davis and Rich Paul gave you. What do you think about Griffin having the date? I saw that uh, when the, the trade is finalized, that that impacted the salary cap, and then it came out today that AD is going to take that four million. Uh, it, it seems like Lakers 
won't be able to add a max guy this offseason maybe affects where they end up finishing, especially if one of those guys has an injury. Uh, does that just show another flash of the brilliance of Griffin? Yeah, Griffin, you know, for, for them to wait to July 30th, uh, basically to help the, the Lakers add a max would have taken, to me at least, it would have taken a little bit. Uh, give, me, give me something else. If you want me to push this back, because the later you hold that, the later it becomes to, to in, in get other teams in the deal and, and with that four pick. All right. So you can't, it, it'd be harder to basically tell another team, oh, you can't have the four pick for Summer League because we're going to hold them until then. Teams don't want to hear that. Teams want to get their guys in right away. So it, it was going to become more difficult for them to, to, to get that part accomplished. So I was happy to see, or, or Griffin was happy to see, I should say, uh, that they, they agreed to that July 6th date. Well, looking at what the Pelicans did get, it seems like that four pick is one of the better assets, and there's been news about them trading it. Do you see the Pelicans trading it for an established veteran, or do you think that they hold on to that four pick and get maybe a guy like Culver? I don't see them making the four pick for themselves. Uh, now, well, clearly, thanks to NBA rules, the Lakers are going to make that pick, and we're going to go through, through the charade of basically having a, you know, whoever the number four pick is, a Garland or Culver or Hunter wearing a Los Angeles Lakers hat, for no reason. Um, it could be two teams removed from that by the time the trade goes down. So I don't see them bringing on a number four pick. They're, they are trying to get some guys in right now, but to me, I think they're going to end up trying to flip that pick. Maybe they fall in love with somebody, maybe Culver, you know, they fall in love with, and maybe, you know, even Garland. I just think that they end up flipping that pick for more assets. Looking at the Pelicans this offseason, do you think that they now look like maybe a free agent destination? It seems like overall, especially from players like a David West, a Dudley, who said they really like what the Pelicans have done. They like Griffin. They like this core. Do you think maybe the Pelicans can entice some free agents to come? Absolutely. You're going to have probably about $18 million in that range uh, when all is said and done. That's, that's keeping, I think, all of Christian Wood, Kenrich Williams, uh, Julia Loke for all those guys that have team options. Uh, I don't think Dyrus Bertans is going to be here. I think he's, he'll, he'll see the door. Um, but outside of that, I think all of those guys come back. And then I think you, you'd have about three or four roster spots after the two picks, uh, the two second round picks, to, to kind of see where this thing is going to go. And, you know, maybe you go spend that on like a, a Brooke Lopez or somebody, you know, a center that can, can stretch the floor. I know Dwayne Denman is, is out there as a kind of a guy who has uh, been talked about about that as well. So, to me, if you go and use those guys, use that money to get a guy like that, it, it really boosts your chances. And you're looking at a team that I'm not going to say is a playoff team next year, but a team that can uh, certainly compete. And it, and it could be one, you know, if the things come together the way that you think they will with Zion. Well, that leads into my next question. I, I had a buddy call me after the trade and said, about trading Drew and getting even more assets. And I saw a tweet saying the Pelicans could only have so many assets at the end of the day. I look at what happened to the Celtics. And my dad's in the car, season ticket holder, and he says, I'd be really pissed if they let Drew Holiday go in a trade because they just got 6,000 season ticket holder fans. Yeah. And to keep those guys, to keep those fans, they're going to have to win games. So what do the Pelicans do with Drew Holiday? Drew is going to be a New Orleans Pelican until Drew Holiday says, I don't want to be a New Orleans Pelican. I don't, it, it, that's as plain as it can be. I don't see 
they are planning on using this team to build around Drew and Zion. Uh, they, they aren't planning on giving Drew up. They, they love what Drew brings on and off the court. Drew is going to be a part of this team. They are not going to flip him for more assets uh, unless Drew says, you know what, why don't y'all just go full rebuild? Let me, let me hit, the, hit the door. Um, there's been no indication that he is doing that. It sounds like everything is pointing towards Drew being on this team, not only next year, but for the foreseeable future. Do you think we stopped seeing the videos of Drew and AD working out together now? I do not. I really don't. Because here's the thing. They started those workout videos this year knowing that Anthony Davis was getting traded. Like, they didn't, like, they're like, oh, we're going to work out because we're buddies. Uh, you know, we're teammates. No, it's just because AD likes cheese, like, you know, Mike G's workout. Like, that's all it was. And so <laughs> I don't think just now it's going to be, be like that. I mean, Stanley Johnson's working out there. I don't know if Stanley Johnson's a part of the team next year. I'm sure they're, they're going to renounce him soon in his $11 million uh, cap hold so they can have that room. So uh, it's just guys who like dealing with Mike G. Mike G's a good trainer. So uh, I, I'm sure we're going to, we're going to keep seeing AD and Drew in these videos together for the, for the foreseeable future. Well, look, it's going to be probably six, seven years before we truly know who won this trade at the yeah. end of the day. But looking at it initially, do you think that the Lakers won or, or would you say the Pelicans won? I, it's for me, it, it's one of those rare deals where both teams won. I know that's kind of a cop-out, but when you sit back and look at it, the Lakers, they gave up what they gave up. But when engaged and healthy, they have probably a top five player in the NBA and Anthony Davis now uh, to pair with LeBron James and LeBron's windows closing. So, if they go ahead and win a championship this year, it's a it's a win for them no matter what happens down the road. If, you know, AD gets hurt down later in the road or LeBron is not playing in 24, 25, one of those picks becomes the number one pick and the next Zion is out there and the Pelicans end up getting that pick, it's not going to matter because you won the championship. You got what you wanted out of that trade. For the Pelicans, it's a win because you, you were able to get multiple assets for a guy who had already told you he wasn't playing here in New Orleans anymore and had told you basically trade me to this team. So you got very good assets out of that. So to me, it's, it's, it is one of those situations where both teams come out as winners. And, you know, if the Pels end up with a lottery pick down the line extra because of this, great. But I still think it's going to be one of those things where both teams end up winning the trade. Yeah, and throw on David Griffin being in New Orleans and not having a guy, not having an asset this year because he traded it away to get a guy to fill in and make a playoff run. Uh, the, the Pelicans are sitting in a lot better position than they could have been if Anthony Davis wouldn't have requested that trade. Yeah, I, here's the thing to me January 28th, 2019, the date that all Pell fans should remember as the date that Anthony Davis, well, or that Rich Paul went public with Anthony Davis's trade request. To me, it could go down as the most important day in the franchise's history because as much as it's going to go back to, oh, well, Zion, you know, obviously, no, it's May 14th. That's when you got Zion or, it's, you know, it's, it's June 15th. That's when you traded AD or whatever, whatever have you. January 28th is the day that Gail Benson woke up and Anthony Davis did that. Anthony Davis basically said, I don't want to be a part of this organization uh, because of how you guys are running it. From that day on, Gail was like, oh, 
oh, I got to change some stuff. Buy Dell Demps, go get, you know, she went and got the best person on the market, David Griffin. David Griffin wasn't going to come to New Orleans if he could, if he wasn't going to be able to do everything he wanted to do. So he goes out and does, he, I get this person, I get this person, I get Aaron Nelson, I get upgrades to the facility, I get to do this, I get to do this, I get to do this. All of that stuff happens because Anthony Davis requests the trade. You fell where you fell in the lottery because you weren't playing Anthony Davis those minutes down the stretch. If he's playing his normal minutes, they finish with a better record than what they had, bottom line. And they don't get that combination of picks that led to Zion. So a, a lot changes if AD doesn't request a trade and why I think it still goes down as probably the most important day in franchise history. Well, we're speaking with Andrew Lopez. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at underscore Andrew underscore Lopez. Andrew, are you looking forward to Thursday night? You finally get to, uh, to cover Zion. Uh, I, I, I am looking forward to it. I will, I will be in Brooklyn. I, I leave on, 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 on Tuesday evening. So I am, I am looking forward to uh, getting to Brooklyn and, and, and finally being able to – instead of saying future Pelican or who they will pick with the number one selection, I can finally just say New Orleans Pelican forward Zion Williamson. Well, Andrew, we appreciate you giving us some of your time today uh, and look forward to reading about your trip in Brooklyn and what you have to say about Zion. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Once again, want to thank Andrew Lopez for coming on and giving us some of his time. Make sure you all follow him on Twitter at underscore Andrew underscore Lopez. Also, if you know anyone that is looking for a journalist, make sure you all hire uh, Andrew. He is looking for a job as he works for NOLA.com. And, uh, you know, NOLA.com will be shutting down soon. Andrew does a great job on the beat, did a great job covering LSU as well. I really enjoy having him on the show. Lots of interesting things that he was talking about. You know, it's finally over. The AD period, the trade, uh, everything with Rob Palenka and Rich Paul is done. Uh, So it is, you know, it's brighter in New Orleans. We don't have this cloud hanging over us anymore. And, yes, this isn't the trade we wanted, um, you know, from things we were hearing about Tatum being involved with Boston. All of that stuff went out of the, out of the window as soon as the reports of Kyrie deciding that he was going to get ready to leave uh, for Brooklyn and or the Knicks. Uh, he is, for, you know, from everything we've heard, he is not going back to Boston, and Boston did not want to give up their best asset in Tatum. Uh, you know, with these Lakers picks, it, it you know we talked about it with Andrew, but the Pelicans setting the date of when this trade happens, being July sixth rather than the thirtieth, not only gives them the ability to see uh, whoever they do draft in that number four slot if they end up keeping them perform in the summer league, it also allows them uh, to limit who the Lakers can get in free agency this year uh, because Anthony Davis has decided to take his $4 million trade bonus that he inquired once he was traded uh, or once he will be traded. And when, once he does that, the Lakers don't have enough room for a max uh, a max salary contract anymore uh, to add this off season. So that limits who they can offer. Uh, Will Kimba Walker take a smaller contract to go play over there? I don't think so. Uh, I think Kimba, is young enough to where he's still going to be looking to get a deal uh, for the money rather than going and facing a team that's going to have to beat the likes of Houston, Denver, uh, and Golden State, and even a team like Portland to get to 
the uh, NBA Finals next season. And then that doesn't even talk about who you have to compete with in the East. Teams like uh, the Celtics, who even though they don't have Kyrie next year, I still think they're going to be talented. Uh, the 76ers will be there, as well as um, Milwaukee, who seems to improve every single year. And you can't forget about the reigning NBA Finals champs, the Toronto Raptors. So coming to the West, yes, look, there's an easier path without Kevin Durant and with Clay Thompson being hobbled for most of the year as he'll be recovering from that ACL injury. But, you know, you're still going to have to face one of these teams in the East. So joining an AD and a LeBron team, I'm not sure if that really is going to be a team that makes it to the finals, even with those two guys there. Yes, well, maybe that's a hot take, but at the end of the day, they yeah, they have Kuzma around, but they're missing so many pieces. Anthony Davis doesn't want to play center. So uh, JaVale McGee, is he going to be a starting center on a team that goes to the finals? Yes, he was in the past. But you're talking about a team that had Kevin Durant. Uh, you had Draymond Green. You had Steph Curry. You had Klay Thompson. Four guys that are probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame or close to the Hall of Fame, that fourth being Draymond Green. And not only that, you had guys like Iggy Livingston uh, coming off the bench as well. And so you had a lot of talent on those teams. Right now, the Lakers, it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kuzma, and really – between Anthony Davis and Kuzma, there's a huge drop-off and then an even larger drop-off from Kuzma to the next guy. So the Lakers will have a lot of room or a lot of work cut out for them this offseason to get to the uh, get to the finals. Um, you know, they have an injury to this roster right now, whether it be LeBron or Anthony Davis, more so LeBron than Anthony Davis. This team is going to lose a lot of games uh, because we've seen what Anthony Davis has done in New Orleans. He can't carry a team by himself. When Drew Holiday was hurt, Anthony Davis wasn't able to step up his game and carry this team. Look, Anthony Davis is still a top five player, and they have two of the top five players, top ten players in the league in Los Angeles right now. But where the Pelicans won the trade is in the years following. Uh, Does Anthony Davis decide that he doesn't want to stay in L.A.? I mean, we see the dysfunction already. What if he doesn't like what's going on over there, decides he wants to bolt? LeBron requests a trade. Uh, You know, a lot can happen over this year, especially knowing that he's not going to be under contract after the season. He's going to go into free agency. And yes, while reports are showing that he's going to re-sign with the Lakers, he's not going to be doing that for at least six months and probably won't do that during the season uh, if I had to put money on it. So he's going to look to re-sign once free agency starts uh, and the offseason begins, not the summer, but next. And with that being said, that means the Lakers are going to have to have some success. Uh, an injury to LeBron probably derails Anthony Davis staying in L.A. Um, in front office issues continuing probably derails what happens in L.A. Uh, Vogel not being a good coach may derail what happens to Anthony Davis in L.A. So there are a lot of things that could happen. And then you look further into the years, 2024, 2023, years where LeBron will not be under contract. Does LeBron hang it up? I can't imagine LeBron is going to be playing for the next six years. Yes, he may be able to, but uh, in three to four years, I can't imagine he's going to be at the level he's at now. And people say, oh, you know, last year uh, he had one of his better years uh, statistically. And look at what he did with his last season in Cleveland. Man, this guy has been playing an extra 30 to 40 games every single year when it comes to uh, the playoffs. 
and I probably went a little high on that number. It's it's probably more in the 20s, but still, after playing 82 games and then playing playoff games where you're playing 30 plus minutes, probably more closer to 40 minutes a game, uh, it, it really you know derails guys' bodies as they get older. Look at Dwayne Wade, who didn't have as long as a playoff career as LeBron James did uh, when he wasn't paired with him in Miami. Uh, and it really affected Dwayne's knees, ankles, et cetera. His body started to break down, and he decided to retire. And as, as you see Chris Paul coming towards the end of his career, LeBron's going to be one of the last guys of that group that are still playing. And I know you know there's been talk about him wanting to be there when his sons come out, but can't imagine that he stays too much longer in the NBA. So this Pelicans pick six, seven, eight years from now that they have acquired from the Lakers become a lot more valuable because when this team loses LeBron, they're going to lose a lot of their talent. They're going to lose a lot of their ability to make the playoffs, and it could turn those Pelicans future uh, Pelicans picks from the Lakers into top five, top ten type of picks, which are going to have a lot more value. And more so, you see some of these picks as potential trade leverage, especially that four pick this year. The Pelicans can go and trade a guy like Zion. I'd much rather them trade a guy like Brandon Ingram, who, yes, he's good in transition on offense, but he it, his really only elite skill is getting to – the free throw line and when you look at Brandon Ingram in terms of getting to the free line he's in the upper 90th percentile I mean he's really good at at doing that but his issue comes from from, uh, the free throw line where he has had uh, a dismal career when it comes to shooting from the free throw line Uh, looking at his career throughout his uh, three years in the NBA his free throw percentage has never gone over 68%. 68%. And more so, you look at his three-point percentage at a low uh, percentage, or is never going above 39%. And you will you look at that year 17-18, he was taking 1.8 per game, and he's never exceeded 2.4, which he took in his first year in the NBA and shot a dismal 29%. So he's not a great shooter. The Pelicans are going to need shooting, especially if they keep a guy like Lonzo, who has shown he can't shoot. Please don't make the argument that he shot well in college because in the NBA, he's already played more games and his shooting is not improved. It's actually digressed. And a thing with Lonzo that concerns me as well is his health. You're going to see a lot of these Pelicans uh, fans. You're going to see some people that cover this team, too, that talked about how trash these prospects were, and they're going to change their narrative. Uh, don't forget that these guys look, Josh Hart is a great role player. And I think that Ingram and Lonzo have potential, but when it comes to shooting, that's not something that just gets changed overnight. Uh, I think that Ingram has really good potential, uh, offensively, but his defense needs to pick up. His shooting needs to pick up. He needs to be shooting in the 70 to 80% range from the free throw line next year to take advantage of his free throw attempts he went to the line last year at 5.6 per game Uh, I'd like to see that uh, free throw attempt go higher I'd also like to see his percentage jump 20 you know 20 percent from 67 to 87 percent that's you know two extra points a game that could come to affect a game at the end of the day Uh, you look at Lonzo yes he's got some good court vision and look Lonzo is elite in a lot of aspects of his game scoring shooting are one of the are, are not those that where he is elite when it comes to his play, but his defense is good. 
So a backcourt with Drew and Lonzo could be really fun to watch. I know I'm excited to see maybe that potential, but I'm also excited to see what Griffin can do because a lot of teams do like Lonzo. I do think he can move Lonzo for some prospects. Uh, a lot's been made of Bradley Beal in the last 24 24- four hours uh, with that four pick and maybe one of these players look for them to move Solomon Hill to maybe not this off season, but as we near the trade deadline uh, allowing them to go over the cap a little so they can get under the cap once they clear his contract uh, come trade deadline. But the Pelicans, like Lopez said, looks to be one of these trade uh, market or not trade markets, but free agent markets that guys are going to want to come play with. Uh, uh, when you get a guy like Aaron Glenn uh, to join your uh, staff, you have a good training staff. You've got guys that are competent at the top. And don't forget what he said. That, that date back in January when Anthony Davis decided he wanted to request a trade is going to be a turning point for this franchise. Will it be the most iconic turning point? Maybe, maybe not. But it will be a huge point in this franchise's history where Gail uh, Gail Benson woke up and said, we need to make change. And she did so. And now this franchise continues to move forward. Uh, Look, it's time for Zion. I'm excited for Thursday. We will be at the draft party. So if you're out there, uh, come tell us hello. Uh, Come talk some Pelicans with us because we'll be out there talking Pelicans. We'll be hanging out with some of y'all that will be there But for Andrew Lopez, my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy NBA Draft Night and enjoy what's to come as we are in a post-Anthony Davis era here in New Orleans. But as always, y'all have a great week. And as always, God bless.